Welcome back to... Hey, great shot. So we had a really fun part two of our U.S. Open preview podcast. We were fortunate enough to bring in University of Virginia superstar Tyson Kwiatkowski. And if you haven't, go check out part two, part one of the preview podcast. Stick around for part four of the preview podcast. But... For this U.S. Open, part three of our way too long is probably the term for it, preview of the U.S. Open men's singles mm-hmm. draw. We are bringing in maybe the better college tennis player. He is a cracked rackets contributor, former professional tennis player, just all around great guy, and a man who shares my initials of AG. It is cracked rackets own Alex Gornett. Alex, thank you for finally taking the time to come on the Great Shot Podcast. I, I like the subtle dig there with, with taking the time that I finally do it, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Maybe I should say thank Rothman, thank Westoff for figuring out how to set up the recording so we could finally be able to have you on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah, wait, and, and was that was that intro? Were you saying he was better than Ty or better than Jamie? Because that is very debatable. <laughs> uh, clear, clearly better than Ty. I mean, come on. Well, just look, check out the resumes. <laughs> yeah. I just love the fact that so far we've had three college tennis players on and none of them are you or me, Rothman. So that's kind of <laughs> funny. Hey, we are literally... club tennis national champs, baby. Never forget. <laughs> Ty may have more rings than us and none of our team is competing in the U.S. Open, but none of his team has a tennis podcast, so he can take that for smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, Rothman and I are loopy. This is our 17 of the preview podcast, and that just includes us, you know, the time we spent bickering beforehand. And perhaps, you know, the moment most fans have been waiting for, it's finally time to talk about everyone's favorite tennis player's quarter of the draw. That, of course, is the two-seed, the world's, you know, the GOAT, the greatest champion, the Uniqlo Slayer, uh master of two sets of twins father of the one-handed Don't slice call him the uniqlo slayer that's it's our it is number two seed roger federer's quarter of the draw and so you know the way we've been doing this podcast again if you are just tuning in now you picked for your quarters we're going to give a breakdown of the contenders of the young guns of the guys we think need to be on upset alert of the americans in this portion of the draw as well as break down what we think could be the best potential matches in the series so gornet Let's start with the contenders. Um, you know, obviously, you can't start a Roger Federer quarter breakdown without mentioning Roger Federer. And you look at some of his stats on the year, it's just incredible. 33-5, and five, three titles. His only losses to Anderson at Wimbledon, which he was up two sets to love. Djokovic and Cincy, whatever. He played a doubleheader the day before, which he hasn't, or two days before, which he hasn't done in years. Uh, you got Chorich at Gary Weber, that was in a final. Delpo at Indian Wells, that was in a final. And then the cock himself in Miami, but that was the exception to the rule more than anything else. Uh, I mean, even looking at this, you know, you've got Djokovic in this portion of the draw, Chung, Kyrgios. Is this the most exciting portion of the draw, Gornet? For me it is, because if, if you're like any other tennis fan, you're drooling over the potential Federer-Djokovic quarterfinal. Everybody wants to see that rematch after after a lackluster. Except for Alex Gruskin. <laughs> Gruskin is a bit, bit, uh, bit, bit inferior in his views on the GOAT, goat status, so we'll let it slide. Could not agree with you more. Counterpoint, I'm just on a higher level, pun intended. <laughs> no, but of course, everybody everybody wants to see oh, the, the Djokovic-Federer matchup. 
Uh, we'll see if there's any spoilers that come through, though. But definitely, definitely, they're they're the ones who are the favorites to emerge out of this quarter. So then, Rothman, I go to you, and I know you're not afraid of a, the hot take, so you'll give it to me straight. Djokovic, Federer, who's your favorite? Just from the get go, let's get this argument out of the way now. I'm taking Djokovic for sure, and it's one of those yeah. two guys, right? It's not Chung or Kyrgios. <laughs> no, I mean Kyrgios is a hothead. He'll blow it against Federer somehow. It'll be a go- it'll be a good match. I think. I think you hey, know, wh- potentially five setter, probably. We're a four assuming setter. Kyrgios gets there first of all. That's very right. True. He's <laughs> yeah, and that's a big assumption. So I think that's a fair point on your part, Alex. But just. You know, you look at Djokovic's record on the year. I think the most fascinating thing, he's 18-9 and nine before Wimbledon. He's now 33-10 and 10 on the year. So you, if you're talking about best wins, best losses, you really have to scrap everything since Wimbledon because, you know, it's obviously he's still coming back from injury. No one's to say he's at 100% already. But, I mean, he's got the confidence to say, I know I can beat these guys. I just f***ing won Wimbledon. Like, to me, if I'm choosing between Djokovic and Federer, I think Djokovic has got to be the guy just because, yes, Roger won the Australian. But still, Roger's looked older this year. I think this is the first time where you can really see, uh, he. I, I don't know, maybe a step slower. Rothen, what do you think? Well, I'm just going to argue with you that Djokovic isn't healthy. I think that's I think no, no, that's no, no, bullshit. No, no. I think I, he, no, no, sorry. I don't mean to say Djokovic is not healthy. I mean for people to say, you know, Djokovic is still coming back from injury, so the wear and tear of a full year on his body, you know, he's not accustomed to that yet. What I meant to say is I think that is valid, but I don't think it's valid I to don't. say, uh, okay, so go on, why? I, I don't think that's valid at all. I mean, if you look at his record on the year, like you said, He's 33-10. and 10. That's a pretty solid record on the year. Just one since he had, you know, had he's a little hiccup fif- at he's Rogers. He's 15-1 since, including Wimbledon, his one loss, Tsitsipas, who was playing out of his f***ing ass at Rogers' yeah, Cup. Ex- exactly. He just won Wimbledon. He had that one hiccup. Like, he's fine. He had a, he had rest between since and now. He's going to be totally fine through this tournament. I think he's getting close to... Back to where he used to be in in the 2015 2016 era, he I think he's gonna win this, and I honestly this is f- even further projecting. I think he's gonna have one of his better years next year. I'd like to chime in here. Well, Gornet, I, uh, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Gornet, set, settle the debate for, me, for I, us. What, what I, are you thinking, Federer? I'm Djokovic. taking Djokovic uh, for a couple reasons. Wow, that's sacrilegious for you. It, it is. I'm I'm a diehard Federer fan. I'll, I'll admit it, but um, I have to go against him here, Federer. Since the quarterfinal meltdown against Kevin Anderson, I don't think there's any other word to, to use there besides an absolute meltdown uh, by Federer standards. Uh, he's looked tight, and if, if you all watched the Cincinnati final against Djokovic, uh, it's been a while since Federer has been that agitated on court. Uh, I think he's starting to feel the pressure a little bit more now. Um, you know, he, he came back two years ago winning the Australian Open, playing pressure-free. And now he has the expectations again that he didn't. But also you have the doll and Djokovic back in peak form. And I think he's feeling that. Uh, and he, he's not able to play that relaxed tennis that we had seen for the past year, year and a half. So I think Djokovic is going to edge him out. He's got the fire again. He's back in shape. He's in peak form. Uh, and look, he, He's going to be back, back up at the top here pretty soon. Well, I think you look at some of Federer's losses on the year again. Kokonakis in Miami, he was just exhausted. Uh, 
Delpo Indian Wells, that's a good match. Anderson Wimby, again, he's up two sets to love. But like these losses to George, to Kokonakis, it, it seems like he only loses to a young guy or the best guy. And and so you look at how this draw breaks down for him. You know, first round Nishioka, you know, that's nothing too special. Second round Benoit Pair. Again, Benoit is he's got a lot of flair. He's got some tricks in his book. But I don't think Roger's going to be too intimidated by either any of those guys. But then you look beyond that, you've got Kyrgios looming right there. You've got Chung or Fognini, guys who will certainly, and this is assuming everything holds to seed, but guys who will certainly put a scare in Roger versus the Djokovic portion of the draw, which I have to say, like it, it, it is easier. You know, Djokovic, Fuksovic, great player, nothing for Djokovic to sweat about. Same thing, he plays Victor Troisky. Djokovic has played Troisky, you know, fellow countryman, 14 times in their careers. He's 13-1. and one. And then, you know, you look at Djokovic and Richard Gasquet. Obviously, Djokovic, or Eric, obviously Gasquet, a guy who's been around tour forever, you know, has, a, you know, has been as high as top 10 in the world. But you look at their career head-to-head, Djokovic is up 12-1 to 1 in that one. So I just... I don't see Djokovic getting tested at all until that second week. And, you know, it's very easy to say that. But to me, I think that's why his path is just a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier to see him having success. I don't know. Rothman, final word on these contenders. What do you th- What do you see? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just really think that Djokovic is on his game. Djokovic fed head-to-head 24 Djokovic, 22 fed. And the last three matchups have all gone to Djokovic. Uh, so Fed hasn't beaten him since 2015 at the ATP Finals. I I have a hard time seeing Fed come through here. I mean, maybe he'll prove us wrong, but I like I said, I'm I'm high praise on Djokovic right now. I think he's back from injury. He looks healthy to me, and he's playing damn good tennis. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Well, then let's move on. Some of yeah, the guys. Let's talk about the smaller I was going to say some of the There's guys who. Good well, other well, I think that's an important look. You can't talk. It's disingenuous, and as much as we try to avoid talking about only the big four, Rothman, you can't talk about this quarter without mentioning the Federer Djokovic, obviously potential quarterfinal looming in it. So that was where we had to start. But again, the reason you would say this might be the most interesting quarter, particularly on that bottom half with Fed. I mean, Nick Kyrgios, all of a sudden, guys, 21 and 10, 5 and 5 since Wimbledon, and he's the f***ing 30 seed. Like, yeah. Nick Kyrgios, who we talked about this, I think it, it was a match at the Rogers Cup against Stan Wawrinka, two out of three sets, hit 26 aces. I mean, you know, we talked to Ty, he mentioned these courts being incredibly slow, but still, when Kyrgios serves well, the rest doesn't matter. Uh, well, that I, I disagree. I mean... Because he can just literally be so off on his backhand and his footwork. Like, dude, he can just explode. So, or actually implode is probably the better way to put it. <laughs> hey, um, great job. Yeah, right? But I, I think, honestly, if Fed gets that matchup, he's going to whoop him. That's a, that's a three-set match. I would disagree there. You I think I Fed think whoops Kyrgios in straight? It, even if it's three sets, yeah. it's going to be tight. Look, every time they've played, if you look up the scores, Kyrgios comes to play. The guy the guy has openly said... Hold on, real quick. I, I, I have looked up the scores, and I think that's the most fascinating point, Gornet, before I let you go on. They've played now three times, or four times, but one of them was a withdrawal. 
they played 2015 Madrid. Kyrgios wins that one, 6-7-7-6-7-6. They played last year Miami. Federer wins 7-6, 6-7-7-6. They play Stuttgart on grass this year. Federer wins 6-7-6-2-7-6. Only one set between these two guys has not gone to a tiebreaker. You know, Nick, if anything, and sorry, Gornet, he will rise to the occasion. This is a match he has. He's amped up. For. That's exactly. That, that, you know, that's what I was say. He's, he's openly said he he isn't all about his tennis. He gets bored on tour. You know, he wants to have fun out there. But when he gets to play Federer, one of those top guys, you always see him lock in a little more. It's not not the same curious we're used to where he's moseying around the court, tanking shots. Uh, he's a bit more locked in, and that's a dangerous proposition for Federer. Uh, Federer's off. At all, Kyrgios is having a good serving day and the side he wants to play. Fed Fed could be going home early. But the other thing with Kyrgios right now is he's been taping his knees up recently. His movement has looked a little shaky. Um, not sure physically he's 100% right now. So that that's going to play a big factor as well going forward. Even if he, if he has a tough first round, tough second round, you never know with him uh, if he'll even make it there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And that's why Rothman, I mean give you a chance to come back for me it's the fact that look Roger Federer's one-handed backhand is f***ing sweet and how many times have I criticized the one-handed backhand probably in 50 of our 52 episodes so you know I'll take that all with a grain of salt but for Kyrgios the the game plan is just too obvious you serve to the one-hander you move in as much as you can like no there's no set way you're going to beat Roger Federer obviously when he plays his A game he's going to win but I, I I'm surprised you don't see this one. I, I really thought you would be all in on this pick. No, I, I mean... Maybe you're I just, just exhausted. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. You're like, I need a snack. Someone get this man a cookie. Oh, I got my snacks, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or six. Um, I don't know. I, Wait, I just, give, I don't me, give me a little it. shimmy on the Bring camera. Some energy. Like, Bring I need some to make energy, sure Rob. I'm not giving you <laughs> Gruskin. No, I just genuinely think that he's doesn't have it in him. I, I think the what, whole you don't like Australians attack. No, Typical attack the rough. Fed backhand and come in like Fed's backhand chip return is so hard to come in on, <laughs> and you're just hilarious. And you, and you watched him in Cincinnati do. though. Federer couldn't find the court with the return. Very true. And you know what I think you're suffering from right now, Rothman? Federer fatigue. <laughs> I think you've got a case of Federer fatigue. <laughs> yeah, the Federer fatigue. <laughs> you just really. I think tired. we need. We need a sound effect for Federer fatigue. Yeah, all right. Westoff, cue a Federer fatigue sound effect. I want it to be over and done with. I do. I'm tired, boss. So, Gornet and I have made our case. It sounds like you believe in that. So, then, moving on, looking at the draw, and let's look at this more specifically. We'll start from Federer and work our way up. Federer takes on Nishioka round one. Uh, you know, Nishioka, a young guy, I just, he doesn't have the weapons to hang with Federer. If Rothman's ace, I, you, I think you're kind of. As I say, I think he'll. No, no, he'll be all right. Considering I'm serving <laughs> bigger than Fed, he's got the warm up. There it is. Oh, I was waiting for that one to come out. Uh, so, yeah. Benoit, Novak. You know, again, Gornet, stop me at any time if you're compelled by this match, but that's nothing for me. Benoit will probably win. Uh. Bambri, Herbert, interesting. You know, Yuki was the young stud. Herbert, double specialist. 
Uh, someone also once said I looked like Air Bear, and that I was kind of flattered by. I appreciated that. I feel like we played doubles similarly. Who so said were that? they blind? Uh, I think it's we both have the same type of hair. We've got the square head. Yeah, no, it was when I was playing dubs with Nick Mahout, Rockin. I was cheating on you. And he was like, right, oh, right. you remind me of Paul. That was That's like, not his track. accent, but you get what I'm Dude, saying. Dude, that is your go-to accent for, like, every I... single ethnicity, race. It's <laughs> wild. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter who, who it is. I'm that not going to do my Yuki keep... Bambri because that gets too... Just, just don't. Yeah, exactly. You're getting mad it's... about the phrase parse bomb. I don't want to bring up Yuki Bambri accents. Oh, God. <laughs> But you have yeah, to bring that onto the pod. Well, I think I think it just launched on Twitter as we're recording this, so it will be old news by the time this is released. But yes, so Air Bear Bambri, you know, not the most thrilling. And then Kyrios Elbot, you look at that section. I'll go to both of you. We'll start with you, Gornet. Who emerges to the fourth round out of this group of eight? It's got to be Federer. I mean, the only only contender for me is Kyrios, unless something crazy happens. I mean, Pair has the flair, but the guy doesn't have the firepower to do anything. And I don't see—I see Kyrgios challenging Federer, but I think in the end, Federer, whether it's two sets, four sets, five sets, uh, he's going to come out on top. He, he has a little bit more than Kyrgios. Maxwell Bauer, yeah. thoughts? No, I, no, we we've discussed this. We <laughs> we know who we think between yeah, Federer. Yeah, no, no, and I'm just asking. Inch, I'm getting the, give me straight pick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyrgios is going to. Push through Air Bear if unless Bambri wins it. Ben Wall will win his first, and then Fed will be will go through. the The real question is whether someone in that group above him, Chung taking on Barankis, that's an easy win. Ruben Kukushkin, I think you know if Ruben plays well, he's got it. You've got Brooksby versus Mo, awesome. Oh wait, excuse me, Brooksby Millman, that's a great first round. Uh, I think Brooksby could take it if he plays well, and then Mo Fonini. I don't know. I would love to see a Mo Brooksby second round if <laughs> if that was possible, but uh, it would be tough for for Mo to take out Fonini. And then you potentially have a Chung Fonini uh, third round for a Chung Fed fourth, and I love that match. I would love to see Chung go out there and give Fed a run for his money. I mean, yeah. So you you talk about that portion of the draw. Um, and you didn't ask me for my pick, you typical selfish <laughs> bastard. But I'm gonna take. Kyrgios over Federer for the one beneath. Again, I think I've picked. I think, Mur- I've- Didn't I pick Murray to? What did I do in the tie? I don't know. It's all it's all drawing together now. I'm pretty sure my final is like Murray versus like Sock versus like Ruben versus like I don't know Brooksby at this point. Uh, you have you don't even know what you want anymore. Yeah, if you want to see my real picks, go check out our thing, Turnitopia. Go check out. You know, sign up for the Turnitopia, actually. We would love to hear your picks, and we'd love to compete with you guys as well, so be sure to go do that. Winner makes some money. I, I want you to know, I did that plug, a yeah, $50 gift card. That plug was simply to buy me time on my predictions. Okay, we talked about this when we were building the outline, and I believe it was one of you two who yelled at me. I, I don't remember exactly who. Me, and said, for sure. Yeah, and said Fonini. About the bad losses? Yeah, well, first of all, about the bad losses one, but then, so I think it was Jamie McDonald who was saying, dude, there's no way Fognini is on upset alert. I kind of love Michael Moe in this matchup. I really love the fact Fonini's going to provide him pace. They're both going to be running side to side like this crazy. Is just because I mean, you an dapped athlete. him up once. Now you're all on the <laughs> Moe train. Who I mean, are you? For me, it's all about Michael Moe, but Fabio Fanini is a certifiable psycho on the court. You don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. 
You don't know what's going to happen. One bad call, the guy booked his flight to Italy on his phone on a changeover. You gotta, <laughs> he, he will explode. He's one of the most talented players out there. He's putting it together this year. He's jumped up in the ranking. Uh, and if you remember a while ago, he had the big upset over the doll at the U.S. Open. So I do like him there, but it's just a matter of him. If, if, if he can get to the deeper rounds, he has a legitimate shot. But early on, his focus tends to waver. Look, I'm in favor of it. Rothman, tell me why I'm wrong. I'm all, I, I really think Michael Moe, physically mature, has made an ATP quarterfinal this year. You look at some, He qualifies for Cincinnati. Uh, he's playing his best tennis. And again, just by law of averages, some of these seeds will lose. In terms of the matchups I see, this is as good as any for it to happen. I don't know. I mean... Ugh, Look, I don't tough. think I don't he, think Brooksby's beating Miltman. I think Brooksby will play hard. You know, TCU commit, Kalamazoo champion, happy to be there. I don't see a win out of him. And if he doesn't win Fognini, you know, I think the winner of Mo. Well, I think Miltman can beat Mo just because you ride the emotional high after the Fognini match. But I think if Fognini doesn't lose to Mo, then like the argument becomes, yeah, he's got a very nice section of the draw to get to at least the third round. Um, but I, I I don't know. What what are you seeing? Mo just hasn't played anyone at Fonini's level really this year. I did. I mean, Mo beat he beat Bastich, he beat Smichek, he beat Polanski, he beat Mishka Zverev earlier this year. Cam Nori, Bautista Agut. I I like he's played Miami. He's played uh, where was it? Sydney. He played Los Cabos. He played Cincinnati. Maybe again. Yeah, I mean, I just really want these next gen Americans to succeed. If I'm betting amongst the next gen crew, I guess this is my favorite. Yeah, I mean, he in Miami, he had some tough. Those were like all those matches you just mentioned are from Miami. That was a while ago. Since then, the only guy he's played in the top in the top fifty has been Duzmir, and I guess Mayer was ranked fifty when he played him at Cincy. So. He just hasn't been challenged like that in a while. I, I have a hard time thinking he's going to be able to to take the pace and, and the level of play from Fonini. I, I think that's fair. Um, again, you look at this portion of the draw, we'll just go straight predictions now for the sake of time. Uh, Gornat, we'll start with you. Fognini, Mo, Brooksby, Millman, Kakushkin, Rubin. We didn't give enough love to know Rubin, by the way, who was just the best most entertaining player at the Stowe event, and maybe I'm biased. Hell, I am God. biased. But Better make sure he brings some extra shoes onto his, into his bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and probably a new pair of shorts because, you know. His shoes are burning. Yeah, but so, <laughs> in general, um, <laughs> sorry, I was going to correct you. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're going to quote yeah. me, quote me correctly, but I thought that was too I arrogant. I don't want to quote you. Me. <laughs> yeah, you're quoting <laughs> Venus Williams. The, the will to succeed is less if you believe or <laughs> whatever your f-ing quotes are nowadays um, and so yeah but again Gornet straight yeah, picks but... again the the eight Fognini Mo Brooksby Millman Kakushkin Ruben Barankis Chung who you got moving to the third round and who do you have taking on Fed in the fourth I'm taking Chung uh, I like the guy he's a battler he's made the semis of a major so he knows he can do it uh, nothing really that daunting until a potential Fanini matchup, but he, he, he'll wear Fanini down. Fanini doesn't want to stay out there for that long. I like it. Rothman? Yeah, Chung. I don't think this is a difficult one. I mean, I think Rube, I would love to see a Ruben-Chung matchup. 
So I would. think that'd be a, a fun match. Oh, I think and Noah has a chance. I think they're both, they're both 96s. You know, they had to have grown up playing near each other. Yeah, and and he just beat Isner. I mean, and now game style-wise, totally different, but uh, I don't know. God, he could take a set. I, I mean, I still think Chung's taking God feeling, easy. Rothman, could you ace Noah Rubin? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What about, yeah, Gornad. I think I think Yoshi, I think Yoshi would agree with me. Yeah, I, I love it. All right, well then we'll finish up the bottom bottom half now. I'm gonna take Chung versus. I'm gonna go with Michael Mo, and I'm gonna take Hyun Chung to also make the fourth round. Although I'll say this, fatigue will be a factor for Chung. He looked tired in his matches in Winston Salem. I also thought he should have beaten Pablo Carreno Busta. I suppose that's a thought for another time. But still, you know. Chung's the guy here. He made the semifinals of the Australian Open. He's seeded. Um, it's on a slow, hard court. It's so hard to get a ball by him no matter what. And so to do it here, you know, it's it's hard enough. So I'll take Chung, Kyrgios. And then in my quarterfinal, I'm going to have... Can I come back and take Federer? I don't know. One of Federer, Chung, and... Uh... If Kyrgios beats Fed... There's absolutely no way he has the mental wear with all the takeout Chung the next round. So give me Chung. Well, I disagree. I disagree with that. If if Kyrgios wins that match, he'll be rolling. Oh, see, there's so many scenarios. I could see the scenarios where all of that is true. Whatever. I'm gonna take. No, we all know it's gonna end up with Djokovic Federer. All right. And Djokovic, like the reason we started, I think, with that bottom half was because it's a way more interesting bottom half to the quarter. The top half, Djokovic has such a nice draw to that quarterfinal. Realistically, playing Sangren, Gasquet, and I'm taking Puy over Cranio Busta. I mean, that's just not nearly as tough as any of the other guys. I'm not liking Luca Puy this year. He is playing some horrid tennis the past couple matches I've seen. I think I think Cranio Busta will outsteady him. Uh, but which, whichever one of the games to Djokovic, I, I just don't see it happening. Karanja Boosin made semis last year. Puy has made the quarters at the U.S. Open before, but I still don't see him having any chance against Djokovic. All right. Yeah, that's fair. So then, again, my fourth round, I have Chung versus Kyrgios. We talked about the top eight. We all agree Djokovic is probably going to cruise, although hopefully Richard Gasquet in the one-handed backhand will give him a little bit of a fight. I mean... Crano Busta, again, I got to watch him at Winston-Salem for the first time really closely. Big hitter of the ball. I mean, when he has a chance in the center of the court to make solid contact, he will damage his opponent. That being said, not the most fluid of hips. A little bit slow on the side-to-side. Huge kick serve out wide on the ad side. But, I don't know, if the courts are slow... I don't know if, how that plays him. I'll take Luka Pui. I love his game. He's just so solid all around. I think they both get smacked by Djokovic no matter what. I think Djokovic makes the quarterfinals with his eyes closed. But still, I, I, I don't sleep on Luka Pui. He's, he's destined, I think, for a run here. Yeah, I mean, I just think that this eighth, if, if that's what you want to call it, is the reason why Djokovic is going to win this tournament. And I know that I probably shouldn't be making this claim quite yet, but compared to all the other eighths, it's I think it's just the easiest one. If you look at every other eighth, there's usually someone who really is a threat, and I just don't see any of these guys as a threat to Djokovic. Yeah, no, com- completely agree with you. Um, 
I think we have it pretty straightforward. So <laughs> let's let's. Just, I think we're all on the same page. So let's move on. Gornat, we'll start with you. The person emerging from the Roger Federer quarter is Novak Djokovic. Hands down. Boom. That's all I have to say about it. There's no no I explanation needed. All right, West off. You can hang re- up on retweet. Him now. <laughs> yeah. Retweet, baby. It's happening. Oh, well then, f- you guys, I'm going to be different. Dude, if Kyrgios can beat Federer, if Kyrgios can you beat Federer. You know Chug, you don't want to be. You just hope, listen to that path. Kyrgios has Federer. a therapist with him in New York for him to make it that far. Yeah. No, didn't you hear? I'm flying out and smiling at him like he's Noah Rubin for the whole two weeks. And just we'll hope that works. Hopefully that gives him enough juice. Wow, that did not get. Can I get the laugh track for that, Flagner? Because that was f-ing funny. It wasn't. <laughs> all right. You well, love to think you're funny. I, I don't think I know, but still. I, I yeah, do have one match I want to throw in there that that uh, I think is interesting, just because they're sure, both. I'm all in. They're both veteran showmen. So you've got Baghdadis and Mikhail Yuzny, and obviously everybody knows Baghdadis yeah. used to be. He was tops in the world. Two hotheads. You got some hotheads. He has the racket incident. Mikhail Yuzny literally had a hothead and was bleeding on court after he smashed himself. <laughs> so if you're looking for someone to explode, that might be a match to tune into early on. Could, could, we could get a cracked racket. I'm pr- yeah, and one of, that was one of our changeover chats for the, the top blowups of all time, and I had both of those in it because those are just Epic. absolute classics. Epic. Epic. Baghdadis was I mean, breaking only, rackets in the plastic bags still. The only way that <laughs> I mean, the only way that match gets better is if Lubacic is in the chair judging. I mean, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm all in on that. I agree. Definitely a fun one. I actually have that listed as my Max Rothman special. Um, but okay. Are Are you insinuating that I crack rackets? I'm insinuating that you would no. I'm insinuating you would love to watch Baghdadis play always. Uh. And I feel like I thought you were gonna make a joke that like I have a hot head, redhead, ginger. <laughs> no man, I, that was like the didn't we just establish? We just established I'm actually funny. I would never waste my breath on a joke like that. See, that wasn't funny either. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. And then again, you know, last thing to recap: Americans in this section: Sandgren versus Troisky, Mo versus Fognini, Brooksby versus Millman, Ruben versus Kukushkin. We'll end with this, Gornet. Which American goes the furthest? Uh, realistically, I, I think Sangren might have the best chance for the first round win. Ruben could, I see, pull of the upset. I don't see any of them going farther than the second round, though. Rothman, any counter there? Uh, no, you look oh like God. you had the I mean, counters beaten out of you. No, no, I, I'm considering just... Taking Ruben over Chung, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> I don't know, man. Noah Ruben and Karen Kachnov hey. are going to be playing in hey, the semifinals. Oh, my God. But, hey, I mean, Ty said those courts are slow, and I think that plays to Ruben's benefit. Dude is so fast that his shoes are burning off his feet. and I mean, I don't know. I, I think against a guy like Chung, it's possible if he can pull out. I also don't think it would be an upset for him to beat Kukushkin. I think that's just like a head-to-head. Whoever's playing well can take that match. That's a match you need to beat if you want to establish yourself solidly in the top 100. It's a match he needs. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm going to... Man, Sandgren, if he wins, plays Djokovic. Ruben, if he wins, plays Chung. 
Mo might have the best draw. I mean, Brooksby, I'm just assuming is fucked. Like, you're a 12 year old kid. Respectfully, <laughs> I'm not going to give you the big benefit of the you're doubt. You're 12 years yeah. old. Like, I'm sorry, Jensen. And you've been kind enough to come on the Cracked Interviews podcast, so I feel comfortable joking around. But, oh, I would love to watch Sandgren get destroyed by Djokovic again. Give me Mo. He's I'm, going to. I'm sticking on my Mo beating Fognini train. Uh, so we'll stay That's there. That's hilarious. So I'm sorry, Gornet. I do need two more things from you before we go. Unfortunately, it seems like this changeover chat is not going to be possible. So I'm going to need four picks from you just really quickly. Number one, who is your your upset pick, top 20 seed in the draw? Ooh, uh, I'm going Jack Stock for obvious reasons. He has been abysmal form <laughs> okay, no. in 2018. He's borderline a double specialist now. He's flaming out early. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push you there. I like that. Well, then biggest sleeper who again not in the top 20. You know it's weird, but for me, I, I picked Kyrios because he's the 30 seed. Um, you are such a hypocritical, un- unbelievable. And, and I, I don't, I don't think he's going to make it through. But if there is a sleeper who has the chance to make it through based off their draw, it's Nick Kyrgios. I mean, you can say Stan wow. Wawrinka, but I mean, as a wild card, he's got a tough first round with Dimitrov. You don't, I don't even know if he'll make it past the first round. So I, I took Kyrgios. Wow! 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 All right. Well then. Two more before you go. Last American male player standing. I went with John. In singles. In singles. With John is <laughs> John Isner. He's in good form right now. He loves playing in the States. I wanted to pick Query, but he has shot away from the spotlight this year after after flirting with the top ten. That was the, I have Query going to the quarterfinals and taking on Nadal. It was one of my Lesser moments of this preview pod, we'll say. But I, I'm on the record, so I'm going to stick with it. Fuck it. Um, all right, and my last pick to you, although it sounds like I can guess what you're going to say. Your U.S. Open men's singles champion is... Surprise, surprise, Novak Djokovic. Wow. Yes, sir. So, in other words, it's 2015 all over again. Oh, well. All right, well, then, mm-hmm. this is our final segment. Gornet, we've been doing this for all of our guests. I'm going to give you... 30 seconds to give your whatever spiel you want on what you'll be watching, on what storyline you're looking, anything you want. 30 seconds, though, on the U.S. Open. You ready to go? Hold on. Let me look up the draw. Just, like, pick a random match to talk about. That is not part of the deal. That could be part of your third. No, I'm just kidding. But, Fligner, cue the clock. All right, 30 seconds for me to talk about the U.S. Open. I want to see a crack racket this year. We're going to have a blow-up. The lights are on in the big city. There's pressure. There's planes flying overhead. Someone's going to snap. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll definitely have the hookup on a video for you. Uh, other than that, early on, not too many too many upset alerts. Uh, the, the, the real treat is going to be who comes out. We have Fed, Djokovic, Nadal battling again. Uh, to establish themselves as the number one in the world. And Djokovic trying to get into the GOAT debate. If he can add another slam, we'll see what happens. I gave you a bonus five there because it's your first time on the podcast, and I loved the appearance. (laughs) Alex Gornet, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on. I know Rothman and I have been all over the place with the schedule today, but you know it was great to have you on for this. And moving forward, there's a certain series about foreign players in college tennis that I want to do a full podcast breakdown on, and I hear you're the guy who writes the articles for the series. So uh, we'll have to get you back on sometime soon, if not during this U.S. Open, which for sure we will, you know, immediately after. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. 
Yeah. Last question, I guess, to you. Better podcast host, Rothman or me? <laughs> you don't have to answer that one. I just wanted to laugh. I'll to discuss with my lawyer. <laughs> Considering he and I agreed on more things than you, I would hope he'd say me. <laughs> oh, my God. I agree. Well, and from one AG to another, Gornet, thank you for coming on. And, again, we will be sure to talk to you soon. See you all later. Gornet, take it have easy, brother. One.